Podcasting from the Five Lakes Coffee Studio in downtown Sturgis, Michigan, it's Coffee with Doc. Jim Doc Leoy has been a certified athletic trainer for 35 years and was an educator for Sturgis Public Schools for 28 years. Over the years, he has been able to reconnect with many of his old students over coffee and shared memories and stories new and old. It was in these stories that this podcast was born, knowing that his students' valuable stories, lessons, and experiences can touch the lives of parents, students, future and current teachers, and current and future athletic trainers. So sit down, grab some coffee, and let's get started. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Coffee with Doc, another great episode here. Um, Thanks to the listeners uh, for tuning in and listening to these great stories of our of our young people and um, where they are today as young professionals. Um, I'd like to first thank um, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, Mike Dickey, uh, for helping me out with uh, with the development of this podcast. Never forgotten Shelby Dury, uh, patron of our podcast, Lugo Drywall, Master Fit Auto, both in Sturgis, Michigan and our prime supporter five lakes coffee which is where the podcast comes from in the in the uh the grinder room the old grinder room i guess they call it um, small batch uh small company uh wonderful people they make a great product uh, you can order online fivelakes.com so today we have a 2006 graduate Eric Cosman is his name, better known in the Sturgis community as Cosmo. <laughs> and I think I gave you that, uh, I think I gave you that nickname. Uh, how you doing today, Cosmo? Doing great. Great. Beautiful weather here in Sturgis. Yes. Well, you brought the warm weather with you. Yeah, so right. That's a, that's a good thing. So, um, Basically, uh, you you we met in at Sturgis High School. You were a, a student athletic trainer, one of the best student athletic trainers we've ever had. You brought a great um, you brought a lot of things to our to me as a professional, not only to me but to the program. A lot of diversity. Meeting uh, you were very into your um, your music career and your sports med career, and you you made a mesh, and, and we made it work and. I enjoyed every minute of it. I mean, I, I, I sincerely did. I just want to let you know that you're never forgotten. I always remember um, our great times together. So um, where are you living right now? I live in Austin, Texas uh, with my wife and our two dogs. So a little bit of a change. I, prior to that, I lived in Atlanta for about eight years. Uh, so been been a Southern boy for a little bit, a little bit now. How's that going? With it's that? it's going it's going great. We're both involved in marching band and music. I'm sure that's a shocker for most people who know me. Uh, Texas takes their marching band very seriously. Uh, as competitive as they are in high school football, they want their bands to be better sure. than the other school's band as well. Sure. So it's very well supported. All the um, positions are paid through by the school. It's not a booster pay. So. The drumline instructor, the color guard instructor are all full-time teachers. It's kind of like athletic training. They, yeah. they just are athletic trainers. There's no teaching. There's no, that's what they do. It's, it's kind of the model of, of a college. And, yeah. and the same thing in the, in the, um, the band ranks. Um, so your, your current position right now there. I mean, what is it that, what's your title? What do you do? Well, I am just, uh, not just, 
<laughs> you're not just all right, all right. you are you are the man you're the, that's not just i am a consultant uh so i i have my own uh, business technically employee of one um, and i work with about 15 to 20 different bands across the country uh each year uh, mostly working with their audio sound systems which a lot of people don't even know that marching bands have sound systems but sure. when i'm talking about marching band it's the um, competitive marching band so they have a field show and and now it's basically broadway mixed with cirque du soleil and marching band on a field so these big productions they've got scenes and all these sound systems for microphones for different soloists and different instruments and there's synthesizers and samples and so um i kind of just make that all work Plug it in, and I'll design the systems. You know, remotely. I mean, or do no, you I, I travel. So I, I travel. Okay. I travel a lot. So Austin works well for us because it's a major metropolitan area. It has a really good marching band scene. There's lots of competitive schools, but it's also only two and a half, three hours to Dallas, which is another well, Dallas Fort Worth, which is really sure. two and one, and then two and a half, three hours the other way is Houston, which is another huge. So I'm kind of right in the middle so I can kind of get my hands in three markets. Um, and then a couple of my clients are kind of around the country. I've got one in Indianapolis. I've got one Salt Lake City, um, South Carolina, just a couple. Nice. So they'll fly me out maybe once or twice a season for a couple of days, go out, set up their sound system, get it working, tuned up, and then kind of come back in the middle of the season make sure everything's sounded good once their show is, is more polished and finished. It's awesome. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's definitely an entrepreneur. Um, is there anybody else doing anything like this? There are there are, there are a couple of us. Okay. There are a couple of us. Um, probably three to five who, who who do it full time. There's a couple of guys who go around and and help out. Um, I kind of just I kind of just fell into it. So I was actually getting out of the marching band thing when we lived in Atlanta. I got a job in university. Uh, working with their um, performing arts center, their kind of theater on campus, um, just doing all the tech, so the lights, the sound, okay. all that. So it was just a regular full-time job benefits. It was great. Um, my wife was teaching middle school at the time, and I had a very lucrative job offer in Austin. So we were looking into it and kind of deciding, do we want to move to Austin or not? And it looks, it was looking like it was going to happen. And so my wife applied for her current job. And um, they snapped her up in like two days. Nice. They saw her apply, and because uh, this is for color guard and not math, and she has you know incredible resume, and, and she's a great teacher. And so she got the job right away. Well, it turns out that I didn't get the job that we were originally planning to move there. So we kind of had a choice. We'll step back. We'll step yeah. Back. So it was like, well, what are we gonna do? You know? And um, she was like, I'm ready for a change. You know, she was teaching middle school math, um, title one school so so it was a, a tough environment to begin with but she was also doing inclusion so mm -hmm. half of her class was special ed and the other half half was below grade level and um it was really tough so we kind of decided that you know texas is really good in, for music in general so whether i was teaching lessons or whatever know, what, whatever yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd be able to, yeah. to find something so we 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 moved down there we we, um, we stayed with friends for the first month because we didn't know where we wanted to live in the area and i didn't have a job 
And, um, uh, you know, friend of a friend was like, hey, I heard you're in town. My sound system is just, it's blowing up. Can you come out and tweak it? It's like, yeah. And, um, you know, someone heard about that and was like, oh, who, who, who did that? We need that. And then kind of word of mouth. And, and by the end of that first year, I was fully booked, you know, four days of the week. It's awesome. So that's awesome. It was like, oh, this can this can be a thing. Yeah. Um, and then on the weekends in the fall, um, the company that I have a job offer ish. That's a that's a very, very, very long story why that didn't pan out. Yeah. But um, they're a streaming company and, uh, you know, Dodgeball, ESPN 8, the Ocho, where they got all the weird random sports. That's what this company does in real life. So, so they stream on demand a lot of sports. So they do track, they do wrestling, they do volleyball, they do rodeo, they do cheer, they do marching band. Mm. And so they stream all of these competitions and people pay a subscription and they watch. Nice. And so on weekends, I mix the audio for those broadcasts. So I kind of do my consulting Monday through Thursday and then Thursday I'll fly out to wherever the show is set up on Friday, mix the show on Saturday, and then fly home Incredible. Sunday. So the fall is fall is busy. But you seem happy. Oh, it's great. Okay. So you you graduated June whatever, it's third high school. So let, take us take us through the journey. I mean, you kind of gave us almost the end yeah. of it. Yeah. But take us through. Um, uh, let people know kind of how you got to where you are and the different things that came in front of you and the different pathways. Yeah, so because there are a lot of people out there that are. I just spoke to a graduate just about ten minutes ago, <laughs> and he's you know I don't know what to do. I'm taking the MCATs. You know what if it you know those types of things. So go ahead. So my first year out of high school, I moved to Lansing to go to LCC, um, and I was still doing the marching, the drum corps, and the indoor drum line thing. Um, which, you which let's let's go okay. in high school. I, th yeah. This is my mistake. This would this in in my mind for you was huge in the pathway that you're at right now. In my mind, you were Definitely. you were involved in the the like I'll call it summer series of of uh, cadets and um, marching bands and whatnot. And then we had conversation because there was one marching band in New Jersey. I remember my right. friends were involved yep. with when I was growing up. So that's how, how old the system is. Um, so you did this, explain what that system is when you did it in high school in your summers. Yeah, so in the summer, uh, Drum Corps International is marching music's major league. So it's mostly um, college-aged students, kind of 21 and under. And um, you go in for about a month, end of May, early June for just rehearsals, just nine in the morning to nine at night but you had to be chosen i remember yeah, you went yeah. Through a, it's you a went big a it's process. a big audition yep. process i think the, the group that i that i ended up with um blue coats, blue coats yep. you know one of the top top groups auditioned about a thousand kids for 150 spots at the time it's huge and it's got, a huge people don't understand how huge this is yeah i mean people from all over the country all over the world you know we had kids from japan kid from belgium some kids from england you know and they're flying over here just to audition. You know, if you can imagine um, flying all that, paying all that yeah. money, and then not making it. So, right. so it's 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 very it's very intense. Um, you know, top of the line and great instruction. 
and you, you basically you're, you're on the road for three months so once you're done with your kind of move-ins we call it kind of learning the show and getting it all put together you go on tour and you ride a bus for six hours and then you get off at two or three in the morning take your sleeping bag you put it on a gym floor in some high school you wake up you rehearse for four to six hours you eat a meal cooked on a semi-truck that's converted into a kitchen you shower in the crappy locker room showers that got no hot water because it's the summer and they turn the water heater off and then you go you do a show and then you get back on a bus and you do it again and you did this for six years six summers so i mean it's one of those things where you describe it on paper and you're like oh how much do you get you probably get paid a lot right because that's terrible so no you 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 pay thousands of dollars to be a part you know but um, if you're looking to get into the activity, you know, the marching band or design at any of the, the top levels, you almost have to do it. You know, it's, it's almost, what a great resume exactly. to what you're doing right now. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so I started, um, in between my sophomore and junior year in high school it was my first summer doing drum corps. So I did two summers while I was in high school and then four until I graduated so that was that was always the big balance between athletic training and music right. was I was pretty much gone every weekend and all of summer right so but was, you did it you, yeah. you did it and you were successful at it so after Lansing then what so I did LCC for a year and then I got a job offer to teach a marching band and be like a private lessons instructor in uh, Reese Puffer um, in Muskegon and so I moved, I moved to actually to Grand Rapids and I was, I was commuting and, um, that was, a that was great because I was doing what I love, but I was, you know, making chicken scratch and, and learning how to live off of the bare, the bare minimum. You know, those were some very lean times. Um, and then I moved, um, kind of back home slash portage. Um, did the Glen Oaks thing for a couple years. Was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. You know, did I want to be a band director? And I always had, you know, athletic training in the back of my mind. And like, do I just want to do this competitive marching band thing? You know, and um, I'll never forget it. I was walking out to a parking lot. It was February. You know, hadn't been above freezing for a month. You know, and I slipped on a patch of ice and I fell in the parking lot. And I was like, I I am done. I am just done. Like, I just need to get out of here. I need to go. You know, I, I was like, I just want to teach. I just want to teach, you know, marching band or whatever. And, you know, wait tables or, or figures something else out. So I threw out, uh, there's this, um, in Atlanta, there's a school district, Cobb County, that has 17 high schools. And probably of the 17, half are like top tier programs and I had a friend down there and she's like you should just come down here and teach there's all these incredible you know programs so I went to the Cobb County website I found all the high schools and I googled all the band directors email I put together a cover letter put together a resume and just said hey I move into Atlanta here's my experience I'd love mm-hmm. to work with you if you need it and um, thankfully <laughs> I made a mistake on one of the emails to the school that ended up hiring me, you know, I, I just kind of had the same cover lever and, you know, you know, dear Mr. Whoever, and dear Mr. Whatever. Well, on one of them, I forgot to change the last name. So I said, you know, dear Mr. Watkins and said it to Mr. Farrell instead. 
But one of the guys who read the email was like, oh, this guy's sending his email to everybody. So if we want him, we got to get him quick because he's... Interesting technique. Yeah. Interesting way so to think you, about you it. Never, you never yeah, know. It's funny because I remember as soon as I sent that, I was like, oh, I forgot yeah, to yeah, change yeah, the yeah, name. Yeah. Well, check that one off the list. You know, they're not going to... So so right um, now, two things happen. You, you, you were tripped on ice yes. by somebody or something. And then you created this email that led you into a direction. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It's it, it, these are the signs. Yeah. <laughs> I just it was just kind of a hope and a prayer, you know, like ah, yeah. let's, let's so they ended up bringing me down and I was teaching and then I, I started I applied for school down there at Kennesaw State um, for music and got in and so um, I taught there and went to school for uh, well, four years. So I didn't. I didn't finish. Um, basically, what happened is the last semester I went to school. Um, if you don't know about music majors, their schedule is insane. So when you go to college, you take a three-credit class. You go for two days for an hour and a half, three hours a week. That's how they determine credits. Well, in music. You have to be in all these ensembles, you have to take lessons, you have to do whatever. And if, you know, you rehearse three times a week for two hours, so they can't call it six credits because everyone would be at 30 credits. So those ensembles count for one credit. So I was taking 14 credits officially, but I was in wind ensemble, I was in orchestra, I was in percussion ensemble, I was in private lessons, plus teaching and all that other stuff. So it was a lot of time. So this is the spring semester and it was right before drop ad um, and there was a class and I was just like, I'm just, I'm gonna drop it. I'm not doing well. I don't have the time, like try again next semester. No big deal, right? So summer happens, I'm teaching drum corps at this point. I went on tour and came back and uh, went to register for classes like three or four days before it closed. And they go, oh, you, you owe us um, $2,800. I'm like, um, what you know, I was using student loan money and Pell Grants or whatever. Well, what happened was my three credit hour class that I dropped dropped me to 11 credit hours, which is part time. So the Pell Grant that I had got nixed, had well, I had to pay back from the semester oh, that I had, really. So I couldn't register for classes uh, until I paid back the money, I which I didn't have, and it was three days before, so it was like. Looks like I'm taking a semester off. So um, the guy who ended up being my boss at the university um, kind of moonlighted for this production company. So they rent lighting and sound systems for like corporate events or like concerts that come through town or whatever. And they always need hands to wrap cables and sure. push cases or whatever. So I was like, hey, can you get me in to doing that? I would love to, you know, be involved. I need a job right sure. now. And it wasn't a job. It was just kind of contract. Just when they need guys, you're on the list and they call you and you go. Starting so, in the mail room, basically. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I did that, um, kind of made a good impression and they kind of not hired me on full time, but started bringing me into the shop to prep the gear before it came, went out and then to kind of re-inventory stuff when it came back in. So it was getting consistent work. And they had a sister company who shared the same building who did um, commercial and residential installations. So like 
you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, you see all the TVs sure. and the speakers. Yep. That's what we're doing. So then I kind of got hooked into there and, and kind of had a, a guy take me under my wing and kind of apprentice type deal and show me the rope, you know, starting from hold this ladder, go get my sure. screwdriver. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, can you hang those two speakers? Yeah. And then so I kind of worked my way up through that. And kind of by the end, I was kind of the one designing the systems. We did a lot of churches um, down there in the Bible Belt. Um, it's a lot of Southern Baptists, which kind of do like the rock show. So everyone's got these big sound systems, sure. lots of lights, lots of and video. And the facilities are. And the facilities yeah. are. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of getting away from the marching band and doing mm. that. And I was still, I think I was still teaching just kind of on the side, you know, when I, when I could. And um, that kind of ran its course. And I was like, ah, I don't I just kind of wanted, and then this um, job posting from the guy who later be my boss posted that said, you know, technical coordinator performing arts center. And I messaged him kind of as like an acquaintance friend because that's what I thought his job, and it, that was his job title at the time. I said, mm -hmm. hey, you know, what happened? Like, where are you going? He's like, oh no, this is a new position that we've created. I'm moving to, you know, director, whatever. And, you know, this is kind of my old job and whatever. He's like, are you interested in applying? And I, I wasn't even thinking at all. I was just wondering, you know, where he was going. And I said, yeah, I said, it sounds, it sounds perfect. So, um, I applied and went through the process and, and got the job. So you're building resume, you're, you're taking advantage of every thing that came in front of you. You're, uh, you're opening every window and you're going through every door and you're turning over every rock. This is things that we talked about yeah. for many years. It's, it's really just being, being flexible and just, you yeah. know. But it's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I was never a very good student, but I was always a very good learner. And, and I just always kept my eyes open and just learning and like, oh, they do that. And, you know, yeah. and that's. You know, there's still always, whenever you're kind of freelance on your own, there's always that like, what if no one calls me next year, you know? Sure. But having, knowing that, okay, if the marching thing dries up, I can go back to this, right. or I can pivot to that, or I can, yep. I can do that, makes it feel, sure. you know, comfortable. Sure. So, um, yeah, I got I got the job at the university, and, and it was great. Um, they had just changed the overtime law um, the exemption for it to like double. So I was making like $2,000 less than oh. the exemption. So I was eligible for overtime. Okay. So my job was basically, you know, like a nine to five ish. And then one day a week I had to stay for the concert. Gotcha. So we had a concert every night. Yep. We would just rotate if you went. So I would work, you know, maybe 45 ish hours a week. Well, five, because it was a school, instead of paying me cash overtime, they were allowed to give me vacation overtime. So, and it's time and a half. So I got almost a vacation day a week. A week, yeah. So what I ended up doing, um, as I had, you know, friends who would, they knew I kind of did the sound thing and um, they would be like, hey, can you come out and, you know, help? And when I was teaching and do other stuff, it's like, well, I have my own rehearsal. I can't come out and do it. But now that I have this job and I have these vacation days, um, I could start, and I started doing a little bit consulting you know and actually 
I had two Texas schools before I moved there. Oh. So they would fly me out and yeah. I, would, I, would, I would come down. And um, they're one of the ones who, you know, someone else, like, who's your guy? You know, everyone's got a guy. So you gotta have a guy. Gotta have a guy. I got a couple guys. I bet you got all the guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it just kind of worked, you know, that at least kind of foot in the door down there to where it wasn't completely new. Sure. So, you know, oh, and that's yeah, a whole another right part of the equation. Yeah. You know. Especially in, in the marching thing, it's such a small activity, and yeah. people want to see that you did the, you know, you got the resume. They'll hire you almost sight unseen. You know, it's it's kind of crazy sometimes. So where'd you meet your wife in the in this whole journey? We met teaching drum corps in the summer. In the summer. So we were teaching a drum corps based out of Atlanta. So nice. Um, drum corps are based in cities, but everyone's from all over. So. We just met teaching and we did the long distance thing for three years from Atlanta, New Jersey. And then that's where she's from. That's where she's from. One of the greatest states. Yes. By the, way. the Garden State. Yeah. And which I didn't know why they called it the Garden State because I'd only ever been, always been to like the Cranberries, New, the, the, Blueberries. the New York, you know, like yeah. that, that side. Yeah. And in where I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know you got the um, Newark Airport, and you're just like garden, gardens. Yeah, where's state, the gardens? Yeah, state. but where she lives, you know, more yeah. downstate, right. mid-state. You know, it's beautiful. and West Jersey is yeah. kind of like here. It's yeah. Kinda, yeah, it's it's beautiful. So yeah. so she moved to Atlanta. Um, we lived together for a year, and then we got engaged right. for a year, and got married, and three years coming up New Year's Eve. Outstanding. Outstanding. I mean, an incredible journey. So networking was huge for you. What, what can you tell these young people, even people that are looking for jobs? How important is networking? I mean, it's 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 everything. You know, so much of what you do, you know, is just getting to know the people, and at least in marching, you know, when you do the drum corps, people come from all over, right? But then they all go back around the country and they're all teaching their own marching bands, right? So when you're working with all these people, you're making those connections and, you know, it's it's not burning bridges and having good personal relationships, you know. Um, I kind of joke with one of my friends who's another consultant and we always go, yeah, we just, we take these gigs so we can get paid to hang out with our friends, you know, because they'll, they'll fly us yeah, in yeah. to work on a project and, you know. Yeah, I, you're hanging, yeah. I've got, I've got one of the guys that, he was kind of the sound designer for Blue Coats when I worked there. You know, he kind of designed all the sounds and the sound effects, and I was kind of more than nuts and bolts to make it work. So we're just kind of a team. And um, he keeps telling all these schools, I'll do that if you bring in this guy, because I don't want to deal with any of the nuts and bolts, you know? Sure. And so we teach like, six or seven schools together he lives in atlanta okay. still and i'm in austin but we get to hang out all yeah. fall yeah you know and um long life lifelong friends and um social media is a big one there's a, a facebook group called the marching arts audio discussion and it's just a facebook page kind of when people are stuck with 
audio questions and mm. they just ask and people like a think tank kind yeah of thing. you know and i'm very active on there because i have a lot of information but also you know if people they know yeah he does you know blue cuts i do boston crusaders now and he's got the resume but if i'm always chiming in with answers and helping people and being open they're like oh that guy knows what he's talking about and when you know they get a grant to buy a new sound system or they need to redo whatever like i need to call that guy because they nice. see all my posts sure. on sure on the thing so it's the community it's adding good. adding value to the community right and then they know you add value and then they bring you into their program right. to add that value into their program so how did um how does Sturgis Public Schools prepare you for all of this? I mean, then you know, not not just you know with the music, but just your your overall development. I mean, how did it all go? I think the big one was a student athletic training program. I think the the soft skills and really the the troubleshooting skills. It's funny, my mom kind of did the opposite path of me. She started with athletic training and then went to more technical career. Right, and I was going to bring that up because because a lot of a lot of what you're telling me is is a reflection of your mother. Yeah, I mean it really. I mean it really it's is crazy. When, you, when you look about it. So she was um, um, a certified athletic trainer in Illinois at a high school when you were young. So you grew up yep. in an athletic training room, like hundreds of our children. <laughs> uh, you know, um, in, in athletic training, and and then you know pursued that in high school, and then and then she made the flip. Because she was our IT director, which she did a phenomenal job, um, and really helped us, you know, in, a, in athletic training and sports medicine. We we wouldn't have the technology if it wasn't for her. Because I would go to her and say, "Tell me the latest," and she yeah. would say, "Okay, we need this, we need this." So we really prepared not only our athletic training students but our anatomy students, you know, for what was to come. So yeah. big reflection. I yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of funny how parallel they ended up mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. being because when when she started getting into tech you know she had no training at all she right. was basically the um before like uh, parental controls or whatever they just hire someone to sit in the computer lab and make sure kids were you know right. not going to bad websites that was her that's what right. she did well, going from athletic training there's really no there's no technical about it right I mean, it's hands-on yeah. you know it's it's procedure but it's, but what it is is it's procedure and it's troubleshooting exactly. and it's saying okay let's start from this big wide list of possibilities narrow, narrow it down, down and it yeah. can only be this thing right. and then you know what modalities right. are we, what are we going to do on the other side right. the diagnosis the and then the rehab and yeah. in a sense that's kind of what you're doing now it's, it's exactly what, <laughs> exactly diagnosis what and, okay how do we really rehab this sound system and how do we yeah. You know, my wife hears me on the phone and it, and it sounds like a doctor. It's like, okay, you know, they're like, oh, my thing's not working. It's like, okay, well, is it doing this? Does it, you know, yeah, does, yeah, does yeah. it feel like yeah, this? Yeah. Can you do this? Yeah, yeah, Can you yeah. move it here? What's your raise of motion? You know, what, what, what percentage would you say, you know, strength right. you have? Right. It's like, oh, well, this is bad and you should change that out and, right. and don't do that. And, you know, it's funny because the audio thing can be very intimidating because there's so many sure. things but to me it's so simple because it's all a straight line it's yeah. all just signal path and that's that's how you see it and that yeah. that was just kind of the athletic yeah. training thing but right. also 
dealing with the wide variety of personalities. Some mm-hmm. who want to be there, some who very much yeah. don't want to be there. Coaches, athletes, you know, the, 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 and the, the coach, thing. the coach athlete relationship is very, or coach athletic trainer relationship mm-hmm. where, you know, they're glad you're there to help them, but sometimes they really want their star guy yeah, in, yeah, and yeah. you're just saying he no, right. he can't, he can't go back in and those the decisions and the, de- you know do the right thing for people and correct. Yeah, so yeah, you know dealing with the the band directors and you know they want to do all these yep. cool things yep. and say okay this is the equipment it takes to do that right and this is the money it yeah, takes yeah. and they don't want to do that and I was like well that's fine then you can't do that thing yeah yeah well we well what if we could do this it's like well that's not really it'll work 50% of the time so they mesh so they it's it's similar yeah it's, it's, so you develop some skill sets younger that are helping you anything else in high school that you know um because you were involved in the band or... yeah i mean the, the the band was great you know it, it gave me an outlet and that that sense of community i think what's special about music and band versus sports you know they both teach teamwork and hard work and discipline and all that other stuff but what's special about the band is everyone's in the band you know it, it, if once if right. you if you want to be in the band you're playing and You're they, playing. T- they take you where you are yeah. and so you've got that messed up against yeah. you know the people who want to do this you know for a living professionally mm-hmm. and i think teaching and working with that and seeing okay you've got this freshman who's got two left feet and can't march has got to do the same routine as the senior and how do you make that mm-hmm. work and figuring out how different people learn and how different exactly. people yeah process information I think that was that was really helpful um your friends friends in high school yeah uh I mean it was a mix band kids band kids and athletes and and mostly the student trainers you know the Denison sisters the Hall brothers um you know all those people Monica Picker all those trainers we spent hours and hours together and you better get along because <laughs> we find out how to get along. Yeah, there are yeah. long bus rides and long yeah. practices when yeah. it's cold, and you. It's an amazing group. It's a, you know, it was an amazing group, and what I, you know, when I look at it and I go, man, what, what drives these kids to do this? Man, you get getting home at midnight, and you know, and it's raining, and yeah. you know, it, 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 my hats off to all of you, you know, and and. You know, it, it meant a lot to me. It was very special. It was it was such an empowering thing, and I think that's what's special about it. You know, a, a lot of people could have a student athletic trainer, and it's hey, go fill up that cooler, go fill up the ice bag, and you know, move that thing over there, and watch me, you know, hand me my tape. You know, which when you start out, right. that's what it, you don't right. know. You don't know anything. Right. In but, the mail room, you're in the mail room. Exactly. Again, yeah. <laughs> but you know, with the competency program and, and being having to pass off all the things and learning and, and being there at lunch for treatment and seeing all the different you know modalities on how to get these athletes, and then you know, kind of by your senior year, if you, you do the four years and do all your competencies, you're like. You're not diagnosing, obviously, but you could. You know, you you see, seen a lot. You've seen enough, mm-hmm. and you know, like that's six to eight weeks, mm-hmm. and that's whatever. And I think, as a high school student, being that empowered to get that confidence, I think, was huge. It and was part of the philosophy of the program is to make make sure that when you were seniors, that you had that confidence to move to the next level because the next level was hard. 
if you were in athletic training or not, it doesn't matter. The next level was hard, you're living on your own or whatever the case may be. We tried to prepare everybody, you know, for that. So. Yeah, I, I, I look back, I look back on it all the time. I mean, obviously just the great memories, but just thinking like, wow, what a fantastic program for just kind of a, a small town. You know, this is the, the quality of that program is something you accept in a big city and they got all the funding or whatever. And sure. Kudos to the administration and, and the we made it work. director that yeah. they they fun. I mean that training mm -hmm. room is top notch. Right, you know? Brewster's Club played a huge role in you know in that for for many many years and and like you say the administrators. It's, and, it's and funny that. drum corps is just now starting to catch up. I remember my first year going and there's no trainers. You know these these, right. these yeah you were weren't you didn't you get a hold of me and say hey I'm doing some taping yeah at one time yeah because <laughs> there was and and now it's kind of a requirement you have to have medical staff you know nice. but but a lot of times they they bring they try to bring in trainers but sometimes they can only get a nurse you know and, yeah. and nurses are Which great yeah. but you know especially at the top level and, and right. we're still a little barbaric and how much we were you know we go seven days a week they get maybe five hours for laundry every week and a half and then maybe two full days off in a three-month season i mean there's just there's just no time for recovery yeah you know unless you count sitting in a bus for six hours every night recovery and somebody probably think oh yeah they're sitting yeah, in the bus they're, hey, they're recovering yeah, they're, they're sleeping on the gym floor yeah, yeah, they're, they're okay they're fine they're sleeping. <laughs> so I, it's it's starting to become more modern and, yeah. and now there's there's physical training programs that they put them through in the off season because nice. It's physical. As you, and as you would expect, people would show up to this month-long move-ins out of shape, and it's zero to 100 Yep. and all, in a, all yeah. of these injuries. So now yep. they're starting to do a lot more pre-strength training and all these programs and all these other things to prevent injuries. You know, sure. That's, that's, that's great. That's, that's it's, great. It's really, it's really good to see. It's kind that's of, cool. I always cool. kind of hang out with the trainers on tour and just <laughs> like, I don't know. So your um, parental support through these, through especially the, in the early times, were huge. I Incredible. mean, you couldn't have been able to do it without your mom and dad. No, well, I didn't. I didn't get my driver's license until I was eighteen, and so in the winter I did indoor drumline. Uh, the group was based in Saginaw, and I didn't have a car, and we rehearsed every weekend. And your mom and dad took you. So, so they 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 would take me to Kalamazoo every day, yeah. and then I, I I carpool or every week. I remember I remember that, yeah. but. I mean, and driving me to drum corps camps, and my mom would volunteer in the summer, and you know, helping me pay right. for all that other stuff. And you know, it was, it takes, it takes a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's great. Well, this has been wonderful. Um, just reliving some some great times, and um, just learning how um, the staff at Sturgis High School and and your peers all played a role in, in in your development and where you are now. I'm so proud of you. You're you've taken your you've taken a dream, you've taken a love and you've turned it into a profession as an entrepreneur. Um, that there's something to say about that. That that's wonderful. You can get up every morning, you enjoy you doing what you're doing, you're working for yourself. You have no one to answer to. Um, you know, you're you're running your own company and it's a it's it's great. It's gotta be so comfortable. Yeah, I mean it's it's fantastic. I had um, he was a college student. He kind of seen my post, and he was doing like a report for school on like entrepreneurs. They're like, oh, hey, can I interview him? Yeah, okay. And his last question, he said, "How do you know when you've made it?" And I was like, oh, "How do you know?" And I said, 
the ability to say no to a job. Interesting. When someone yeah. calls yeah. you yeah. and you can just say, I'm good. no, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Because when you're starting out, you're like, yes, yeah, 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 anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like know? you were doing 45 yeah. things in yeah, a day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, $25? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now you're at a point where you're like, oh, do I... Do I like doing that, or I don't like the drive all the way out there, yeah. so I'll do this other one. And it's like the success question: how How do you feel that you're that you've you've reached success? Well, it's it's the feeling that you have every day about what you're doing, and do you really love what you're yeah. doing? You know what I mean? And are you having impacts on people's lives? Have you um, experienced the mentorship? Have Have you you know oh, mentored people? Absolutely, absolutely. So so I've got a staff now with the, the drum corps I work with and I'm trying to get one of my guys to move to Texas he lives in Atlanta because I've got all of this work and I'm saying no to just so many people oh, okay. and I'm saying I, there's not a lot of people that do what I do so I don't feel comfortable recommending other people I that I don't know will do the great job so you're trying to build are you trying yeah. to exp are you yeah. trying to so I'm like yep. you gotta yep. come okay. I got all okay. the work for you buddy come on you know and um, he started out as like an intern and then hired him on staff and now he's kind of got a promotion and I'm trying to come on like you like you're you're good enough you, sure. you can do all this all this stuff and that's a great feeling I'm experiencing that right now with my professional sports specific training one of our graduates that graduated in 95 went to U of M did his um, kinesiology degree in athletic training worked in Chicago for many many years moved back with his wife and now we're working together it's crazy. because there was there were so much there were so many opportunities to put people on programs and and, and post rehab and i couldn't do it all myself right so it's just like you okay come on in i got work for you yeah you know and it, and again it's it's you know like an entrepreneur kind of thing you know there's no set schedule you 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 do you work when you want to work you be as successful as you want to make it yeah so i'm experiencing that it's great you know right now you put the work in and right Good things happen. Right. Anything you want to say in concluding oh, to man. our to our listeners? To, uh, it's, it's young and old, and young professionals, and, old. and and entry level. Got them all. Man, I, I I just my my philosophy is if you're not having fun more than fifty percent of the time, do something else, whether that's work or, or life or whatever. You know, life's life's too short. Like you say, if you're not waking up, you know, more days than not, going, yeah, this is great. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it's different it's, path. It's Find it it's path. scary, and you know, what I like to do is like when you have a really good thing in your life and it's going, like you can almost always trace that back to some terrible thing that happens. Yeah, you know, and 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 and, and so like falling when, on the ice. Yeah. So when you when you do <laughs> <laughs> when when you do have that bad thing, it, it it lets you keep it in perspective and go, okay, this sucks right now, but it's not a death blow like you can sure. you can go somewhere else sure. and you can change path and it's scary yeah. but you can do it and in in this whole podcast you know if you if you listen to them all the the stories are incredible and the, and the the signs of take a different path that that came up up front of people is and then led them to where they are today is amazing it's amazing well, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Me. It's great, great, great connecting again, and, uh, and good luck to you and and your wife. And uh, you're heading to New Jersey for the for the holidays. No place else to be. We're you know we're we're, we're heading there too. So it's a it's a great thing. So thanks, listeners, again. Um, Coffee with Doc. Thanks for our our sponsors, our patrons. 
um, listen to the other stories. They're wonderful, and um, it's been nice talking with you. Thanks for joining us for Coffee with Doc. Please be sure to check out our Facebook page by searching for Coffee with Doc. And please rate, review, and recommend us on iTunes and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Nice talking to you.